0: Hello listeners and welcome to Podcast 34. I'm back with the originals, just Tony and I today. But Tony, I'm actually enjoying the setup. I'm perched up on your couch here, relaxed as can be. I don't mind the new podcast setup. It's
1: uh, it's very. You look very relaxing there <laughs> in the corner, Jamie. So it's uh, I know you also have had a, a nap or two on that couch. Yeah, uh, previously. So get me so through the get me through the day. I did walk into my office once and found you asleep on my couch.
0: Well, in saying in saying that, I, I think I have to sleep sometimes because you know I'm listening to your sayings all the times. So you, you know the words are coming out. You, you're a man that loves a saying. Um, the Problem is, Jamie, is when you're reading them when I send them to you at three a.m. in the morning. Yes, yeah, <laughs> so yeah, very it's, much so. <laughs> And look, I'm looking at a saying right now that um, was posted this week, but if you're going to commit yourself to something, it's easy to do something big as it is doing something small. Both will consume your time and energy, so make sure your fantasy or goal is worthy of your pursuit with rewards um, to your effort. Now, we're going to talk about this today. Rewards are the commensurate to your effort, yes. Oh, sorry, I have missed a word there. Um, <laughs> yes. but okay, we're I know gonna... my sayings off by heart. <laughs> Very much so, but we're going to talk about this, but uh, what we're still going to talk about is, is setting those goals and, and also sometimes the failure that comes with it um, mm. and how that sometimes we don't reach those goals, but looking back on them, how we're able to analyse that goal and, and what we can do there. So I'll pass it over to you, but why do you like this saying so much? Well, it's my saying.
1: Yep. So it's, um, But I, I think in, in general, it's a case of that if you're going to put 100% effort into something, you might as well make it worthwhile because if the, you're spending the same amount of time and effort and we'll say in, in business as an example, to try and achieve a goal and it's a small goal and the reward of it is 50 grand, but you could have put in that time and effort and energy into something where the reward is a million dollars, It's um, why would you be putting in so much effort to to just earn that 50 grand? So so based on that, what I say is that I will give my full 100% commitment uh, to everything I do, but I want the reward to be commensurate with the effort that I put in. So maybe I just value my effort a lot more than say what some other people or other advisors might value their effort, or I might value my time. Uh, that bit more and achieving those goals so basically for me everything's about plan big you know do big and build big
0: it's I, I, I definitely know that i think sometimes i, I i'm starting to go gray that's my ask my partner about that but I, it might be you sending me a bit gray i think that's okay it's my pleasure <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, uh, but no we i guess I,
1: Jamie. Let's, let's face it when you came and uh spoke to me about working here i told you what was going to happen and you know and i said Here's what we're going to do. And they were grand plans in a discussion we had
0: in the front room of my old house. Yeah, definitely. And and look. Now you're sitting on the couch in my office. <laughs> but we've had, I guess, the goals you did set out. And that's how I actually become to work here. Um, mm. You sort of reached put those goals on the table for me and said, look, this is what I'm going to do. You can become a part of it. And, and, I, and I was more than happy to jump on board. So, but I guess with some of the goals that we set, we haven't always met timelines and, and targets, and, and sometimes we don't reach those goals, but we, we keep setting them and we keep resetting them.
1: Yeah, it's, it's interesting. If All the goals that you actually set, if you actually plan for them properly and build them properly. So I'm not just talking a fantasy here. Yeah. I'm not talking a dream. I'm actually talking about setting a concrete goal with a deadline, with a, with a budget, uh, with time reviews as you know we have a mantra in here and that is that we discuss we decide we implement and we measure and basically so if we discuss something we decide we're going to do it we, we implement and put it in place and then we measure it we measure it on you know a weekly basis sometimes depending on where we're at so the basis that I see is that when you're actually going and building that it sometimes fails so for example our uh, digital, automated, recurring, evergreen, scalable principle in here as well, Dares, that we run this business by, it's, for, for my liking, it's probably taken me several months longer than what I would like to see where it's at, but where we're at... Is so much better than where we were at. So, yeah. so in buying and these new
0: businesses,
1: we can actually service those businesses rather than just buying them.
0: Well, I don't think when, when you're talking about the technology side of things, we know if we, there's a goal. We know we can reach it, but there's external things that are holding us up from reaching those.
1: Oh, absolutely. Um, and and th- these are some of the you know just getting agreements signed. Sometimes can be you know uh, that that was four months, which should have been one week. Yeah. In my, in my, the way I look at, the way I look at things, if I decide on it, well, then why can't I have it? So, but we fail in goals. There is, you know, the, the amount of people who fail in reaching their goals, ask any sportsman, you know, so it's, um, I I sometimes, and and you love your sport and things like that, but I, I sometimes wonder why people say, you know, our goal this year is to make the finals. Why isn't your goal to win the grand final?
0: Yeah, you're all winning for one reason, is to win.
1: That's right, you know, so... Or my goal is to make the Olympics. Why isn't your goal to win a gold medal in the Olympics? Why, why put in all that effort, that 100% effort, to make the Olympics? Because then you've achieved your goal. And six months later, when you're at the Olympics, are you giving it your full commitment? The amounts of athletes, especially Australian athletes, who fail in the Olympics, they don't even do a PB in their event. And you know what? So sometimes you might not make the final... But wouldn't you be dying trying to? Wouldn't you actually be in there if you've worked that hard to make the Olympics? Wouldn't you be working even harder to actually at least post a PB to give yourself a chance? So and I think that sometimes that's the difference in the culture. If you have a look at the American sporting culture, they're there to win. They're yeah. not there to get, or well, you know, they call second place first loser. So it's um, so they're not there to actually win a silver medal. They're there to get a gold medal. Yeah, and and that's where I think the thing is, is that. When you dream big, you actually go out there and you continually strive to actually achieve that. And everyone fails. If, if you didn't fail in goals, you know, in putting things in place in goals, everyone would be doing them.
0: Yeah, well, we, we, um, we were having a discussion before we started this podcast, but I, I thought a great point you made was the triathlete yeah. and the Ironman. So. Yeah,
1: yep. Yeah. So, well, an Ironman's, a, for those of you who don't know the Ironman triathlon, you know, it's a 3.8 kilometre swim, 180 kilometre bike ride and 42 kilometre run. All has to be done in under 17 hours on the same day. It's, uh, it's a hell of a feat. You know, so sometimes people think, oh, 3.8 kilometres, that doesn't seem long. Jump in a pool and give it a shot. And yeah you go. So it's um, or 180k bike ride. Yeah, I could probably do that. You could, <laughs> but in the time distance. So the, what, the, what we were talking about was a guy that I uh, used to coach. Iron Ironman triathlon is an interesting where he came to me because uh, Ironman Melbourne was coming out in 2012 and he said, Tony, would you be able to coach me? Um, I'd like to do an Ironman. I said, okay, what's your history? And he said, well, I've done three sprint races, which are 500 meters, swims, 20k bike ride, uh, 5k runs. I said, okay, so what's your training like? Well, not really much at the moment. So, he, he certainly had some talent. Yeah. Um, so I said, okay, so what's your thought process on this? And usually someone in that position, their thought process is, I just want to finish. Which, don't get me wrong, is an amazing accomplishment. Not too many people can actually state that they've accomplished and finished an Ironman. But he turned around and he said, well, my goal is to do sub-10 hours. Which, for a good age group athlete, uh, that is you know, really up there. That's, that's, that's top athlete level for, for an age grouper. Uh, especially someone who doesn't necessarily have the experience. So we had eight months on that, and I remember taking him out, and his uh, first bike ride was about 40K. And, geez, I reckon he consumed about 3,000 calories in that 40K. He was just exhausted, and I thought, you know, we've, got, we've got a long way to go here. So was he, he wanted to break 10 hours. He ended up coming in, I think it was about 10 hours 38. Uh, he actually did really well, compared to where he was eight months ago. So the question is, did he fail? Yeah. He failed in reaching that goal of breaking ten hours, but he did ten hours thirty-eight, which is an exceptional time. He finished secondly. Over those eight months, he lost around about twelve kilos in weight. He was—he wasn't by any, he was a big guy when he started. He was like hundred kilos. Uh, so he, he lost about twelve kilos of weight going into it. He performed really well. His self-esteem went through the roof. Every, every, all these amazing things were happening for him. He didn't achieve his big goal. We're talking a huge goal. Yeah. But boy, did he achieve something great in his life. So you can't say he failed in that. Now do no, know. I do it, know. It, it about two years later, he ended up doing around about nine hours, 24, I think, up in Cairns. So,
0: so he, he did beat the bit. I just yeah. that's That's when we're talking about uh, analysing the goal and, and taking time to look back and say, okay, what do we do right? Um, what do we do wrong? Where can we improve?
1: Absolutely. And, and I think that's the key is that let's say, for example, it was, uh, if you take him as the example, you know, we could sit down and analyse what went wrong. And to be honest with you, he did everything right. Uh, not much went wrong. He just didn't have it in his legs and the years and years of build up in his legs. Uh, so, so when you actually consider that he really didn't do anything wrong, it was more what can be improved to help him get to that next stage when he's got an extra 12 months worth of work in his legs and things like that. If we take it from a business perspective and that is that, yeah, you can, you can fail in achieving a goal. but. You know, and let's say it was an, a failure. Um, but there's, there's three sort of forms, going back to that triathlon analogy or Ironman analogy that I could use. And a failure could just be, it just didn't happen. Okay, so we didn't get that deal as an example. But if you sit back and you analyze and you analyze that and then it's a case of, well, what went wrong? There's people always look at, we didn't get the deal or something went wrong. Do you just drop it or do you start analyzing it and you say, okay, what went wrong? What went right? What went exceptionally well? Can the things we did wrong, can we learn from that, re engineer that to make sure that doesn't go wrong next time, to make sure that we don't say that, to make sure that we can implement this, to make sure all those things actually can occur in the time? Was the time frame that we gave too short uh, or too long? Um, what resources didn't we have? Can we outsource those? Can we, can we bring them in? Is it, is it worthwhile hiring somebody you know, on 100 grand to do that in house rather than outsourcing it? So these are all the things, and when you sit down and analyse it all, if all of these things are now in place because we've learned from those mistakes, is it then worthwhile pursuing? And I would suggest that if it was worthwhile pursuing in the first place, it's going to be worthwhile pursuing this time, especially when we know what went wrong and what we can do to fix that. Or there's the other scenario of you know, you know, you know as well as I do, and my patience level sometimes uh, can be. Limited. Limited. Yes. <laughs> is that
0: is that a fair word? We, we can we can definitely use that word. Limited.
1: Yeah, and sometimes that's because of you know once I make a decision, well, why can't we have it tomorrow? Yeah. Uh, but sometimes you know things have to be pushed out, and, and that time frame might be twelve months. Well, I guess
0: I guess for us we had certain goals, but it has been pushed out that twelve months, and it has and been, that comes yeah. to I guess changes in the industry um, and getting our technology up to where we wanted it. Um, so we sort of I guess when we had that stretch goal, we sort of we've analyzed it, we've looked at it and then we've sort of made the decision, okay, well, we need to improve these things yeah. to make sure that we can get there.
1: And on top of that as well, it's you know, we're still in a better position today than what we were twelve months ago. Yeah. So it's not as if the whole thing has just taken too long and it's failed. We're in a far better position today than we were 12 months ago. We've had groups say no to us. We've had things like that and it doesn't mean you give up. No. We just look at what's the alternative. Um, yeah. so, and, we,
0: so I guess with that, yeah. let's, let's talk about clients then. So they're yeah. going to come in and they have goals and it's a big part of the process is going through their goals. Um, you know, we don't fail with our clients' goals ever. <laughs> but, you know, something may happen in their lives and it, it might change that goal or they might not quite achieve it as, you know, unexpected events happen and things like that. So how do you work that with clients?
1: Well, I think from a personal planning perspective is the first thing they actually have to do is do they have a goal and why do they actually have that goal? Yeah, I think so they,
0: a lot of them just have no idea. Too. No,
1: so even when they say, oh, I'm here to talk about my retirement, you know, how much money can I live off? You know, so the best time to start planning for your retirement is on your first day of work. Yeah. You know, so it's, um, but just because it's so far off uh, doesn't mean that it can't be something planned for. Now, we're lucky in this country because we have a compulsory system that helps us plan for our retirement. But there's, and then then what is the safety nets that have to be put in place in the event of something occurring, in the event of your partner. You know, suffering a major trauma, or somebody dying in the family, or you know, what happens if you get an inheritance, and you know, having things not set up correctly, and it goes all over the place and pear shaped, or you pay taxes which are necessary. So sometimes our job is to help clients identify what their goals are. Yeah. Or in the case of you know, recently a you know a couple of uh, divorced females that have come in, you know, they've got good money backing them. But they've never had to run the household budgets before, so you know all of a sudden, what, what is what is the week? We don't know how much bills we pay. What am I going to have money all of a sudden? So what are they? They've been forced to actually come on and make these changes and actually start making goals. Yeah. Uh, and what they actually want to achieve. So sometimes you're forced into a position which isn't nice. But the outcome of it could actually be quite good. Yeah. I guess sometimes
0: well. it's going back to, you know, sitting down, analyzing yeah. and, and reviewing.
1: But no differently with our clients, we do a statement of advice yeah. and a statement of advice realistically is 60 pages or 70 pages, but Plus. Yeah, but the basis behind it is that here's what your goals are and here's what we're going to do to help you achieve them. And here's how we're going to ensure that if there's any roadblocks along the way, what we can do to overcome. Roadblocks can be just changes in market conditions. It doesn't have to be, you know, death or something like that. Yeah. It can just be changes in taxation. You know, the amount of uh, self-funded retirees and self-managed super funds who were going into mad panics prior to the last election. If um, Labor had got in, we're going to lose twenty or $30,000 worth of income, all of a sudden be earning less with interest rates, less than um what uh the age they would have been getting on the age pension we've got too much assets to be able to earn an income so actually have to take risks to invest in the share market to be able to get a decent rate of return which the market's really expensive are they doing it at the right time so much uncertainty was potentially thrown in their face now the liberals won the election which meant okay they they probably can sigh ever sigh breath or well, breath of relief sigh of relief for at least the next three years um, until the next election comes around, whether that gets rehashed or not, I yeah. uh, would we'll see. But what I'm saying is that that document is a goal. It's, it's actually, it's your goals. And no differently in business. You know, we have, uh, set, we have an overall vision for Kafka and Bond uh, and that goal is audaciously large uh, and big. But at the same time, it'll be hit. You know, it's 10 years. It's, it's, it's a rolling 10-year... Uh, strategy paper that we do and the reason why it's rolling and it's not set in concrete is because things change. Yeah. Four years ago when you joined me we weren't talking about uh, putting all this money into IT. I no.
0: don't think
1: that was written down in any goals anyway. or uh, well, the strategy we we you know, four years ago when you joined me we didn't we didn't think we'd hire Willard, did we? No. No I mean, so I so, think we thought
0: we'd be doing a podcast either.
1: No, that's right. So what I'm saying is that, is that the you you can't sometimes in achieving your goal You can't sit in, like the athlete, who all of a sudden uh, does a slight strain of their calf muscle. Their major event is eight weeks away, slight strain of their calf muscle. They can't run at the moment because they could make that injury far worse. But what are the alternatives? Doing water running, stuff like that. Boring, boring stuff, but there are alternatives. So you can't, in respect to that document for your business, for large corporates, uh, for individuals, it's not set in stone. Sometimes things change and you have to be adaptable to say, okay, what are we going to do to use this to our advantage to actually help make these changes that are required as well? So so don't just do the document, throw it in the drawer and say, that's it. Yeah, we've done the work. Yeah, exactly right.
0: Yeah. Tony, appreciate your time. I appreciate your goals. Um, look forward to next week. Don't get too comfortable on my couch, Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> see, <laughs> so, see you later. Thanks.